In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome. In the last episode, we spoke about the time when Israel brought the Ark of the Covenant to the battle at Ebenezer against the Philistines. How they used the Ark of God as a battle weapon instead of God himself. They had let their relationship with God deteriorate through disobedience and disregard to the service of sacrifice in the tabernacle and Eli failing to discipline his sons. Taking the Ark to the battlefield did nothing for them. They were defeated in the midst of the ark, and the ark was taken by the Philistines. They used the ark as some today would use the cross, a picture, oil, water, t-shirts, and stickers as symbols for protection against the attack of the enemy. Meanwhile, their relationship with the Lord is non-existent. This episode looks at what God did to the Philistines whilst they held the ark of the covenant, and the title is, God Has No Parallel. The Philistines were long-standing enemies of Israel. Their battles continued for centuries. The fight with Israel was for land and even water. The Lord also led the Philistines to suppress Israel many times as recorded in the book of Judges. You can easily term the book of Judges as the battle between Israel and the Philistines. They were a pain for Israel. Every time Israel disobeyed God, the Philistines came after them. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 4, Israel was defeated by the Philistines. 4,000 men died. Israel then took the ark into the camp, thinking that they will win the battle because of the presence of the ark. They were greatly defeated, 30,000 men, far more than when they had the ark. It is very dangerous, child of God, to venture into the battlefield without the support and the word from God. The gods of the Philistines were man-made, and they could take them wherever they wanted. God of Israel, however, was the leader of Israel, praise the Lord, and not the other way around. You do not dictate to God and expect him to bow to you. He must be the one that tells you what to do and where to go. Let it be your prayer and mine. Instruct me, Lord, in the way that I should go, in ministry, in my family decisions, in my work, in my business, and even in my relationship. Lord, order my steps and give me clear vision and hearing that I may not miss your guidance. Israel did not inquire of the Lord. They just dragged him into their things. They did not deal with the issue the Lord had already raised about the sons of Eli. Instead, they wanted victory from God without their obedience to him. It is like taking your Bible with to a brothel and hoping the Lord will protect you in your evil acts. It is like getting drunk whilst wearing a chain with a cross on your neck and hoping the Lord will keep you safe simply because of the cross on your neck. You go commit adultery with a wristband, hoping you wouldn't get caught. It is very foolish to use symbolic things without relationship with the one they symbolize. Israel suffered a great defeat with the Ark of the Covenant in their midst, compared to when they did not have it in their camp. Now, the Philistines became arrogant because of their victory against Israel. They probably thought that the God of Israel was powerless, he led his people to be defeated whilst the ark, his glory was in their midst. 
This was the same God that had brought down the walls of Jericho after Israel marched seven days around the city. This time, his people were defeated. Familiarity is very dangerous, children of God. You cannot dictate to God the solution based on the previous instruction. New battles require fresh instructions. They took the ark and brought it into the house of Dagon in Ashdod. Dagon was a god of the Philistines, presented as half man and half fish. It was believed to be personifying natural forces that produced things, water forces that will give them crop fertility. It is amazing that people made something with their own hands and ascribed power to it. The thing never moved from where it was put, but to them it had power to cause a great harvest. There are people today that will never sleep on a pillow without a cloth that they ascribe power to. Some won't sleep unless they have sprayed oil or water in their pillow. Some think the picture of a man will save them from trouble. Remove the object, they have nothing. Pagan worship is happening right in what is perceived to be the church today. Some people have ascribed power so much to a human being that they even forget that there is God. To them, God is wrapped up in that one human being. Sadly, the human being dies and becomes dust and they are left with nothing. We have seen churches that crumbled after the death of their leader. When Moses died, Joshua led the people. God was with him. Make sure, child of God, that you are led by a man who is led by God. Praise the name of the living God. Never make the mistake of thinking that God can be contained in a bottle of water or oil. He is God Almighty, can never be contained. He is the creator of the elements used to make that bottle and the human being that made the bottle. The Philistines made the mistake of thinking that God of Israel was contained in the Ark of the Covenant. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 3 to 4, it reads, And when the people of Ashdod rose early in the morning, there was Dagon, fallen on its face to the earth before the Ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it in its place again. And when they arose early next morning, there was Dagon, fallen on its face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon and both the palms of its hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it. Ah, uh, children of God, God has no parallel. God cannot be compared. Who was Dagon before God of the whole earth? As if to spite them, Dagon fell face down in the morning. Ah, children of God, there is only one God that is worthy of worship. Dagon also had to bow before God, who made the very substance that they used to make Dagon. Just like Goliath, he bowed face down, defeated by a young lad who came against him in the name of the Lord of hosts, God of the armies of Israel. Praise the name of the living God. Goliath stood no chance, face down as if to worship. I remember one time a child visited with my family. And he brought a bottle with something. I forgot if it was oil or water. And someone broke that bottle by mistake. The child cried uncontrollably. He was used to spraying that substance on his pillow before he could sleep. The poor child was made to depend on a substance for his protection instead of God who made him. People pay a lot of money to buy something which they will put alongside God. In their heart, they believe that there is God. But they also believe that God's power is contained in a man-made thing. God forbid this. The Philistines' God could not even raise itself up from the floor. Imagine believing that something that is motionless has power. The thing that cannot move, cannot defend itself, and cannot raise itself up. 
They raised their God up and made it to stand again right next to the ark. And when they woke up, they found Dagon on the floor. Both the head and the palm of its head were broken. There are no gods, people. There is only one true God. A God that can be contained can only be in one place at a time, cannot move. If there is, nothing supernatural about it is no God, just a figment of your imagination. One time I was in India and our driver had little gods in his car, animal sculptures. I asked him why he had more than one God. Does he pray to one at a time? He said yes. He prays to one and if that one does not answer, then he goes and moves to the next one and he prays to that other one. He spoke with such pride. His face lightened up. This man truly believed that in those man-made things, there was the answer to his prayers. So I said to him, does he always have a second and a third alternative? He said, yes. Just imagine that. The water in that bottle will be finished. You must get another one and another one and another one. There was nothing much left of Dagon when God was done with him. How dare they try to make Dagon an equal to Almighty God. With their God out of sight, the real and true God began to show himself in their midst. It is very dangerous to think you can use a thing as God. It is even more dangerous to be in the midst of God and not know it. The Philistines were very foolish by taking the ark to their camp. 1 Samuel 5 verse 6 says, But the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he ravaged them and struck them with tumors, both Ashdod and its territory. God Almighty, Jehovah Kibor, the Lord mighty in battle. He is God. He ravaged them. Ravage is a very strong word. Imagine a vicious dog dragging its victim cutting it with its teeth, throwing the flesh in anger. His hand was heavy on them. Not just a minor problem, a major problem was in their midst. Tumors everywhere, people dying from these tumors. Dagon was dead and no one to save them. It could not even save its own head. There was no one to heal them, no God to cry to. They had defeated Israel, but their defeat was heavier. It affected even those who did not go to war. Our God has no parallel. Some people today think that they can just insult God and get away with it. Unfortunately, today, there are few prophets that are bold enough to tell nations that you are in trouble because God has risen against you. There are catastrophes that if it was biblical times, someone would be bold enough to say, the God of Israel has done this. The people of Ashdod conceded defeat. They met and decided to send the ark to Gath. The hand of the Lord was against that city also, with great destruction. The Bible says to men, both small and great, tumors broke out against them. They were also ravished like the people of Ashdod. They quickly realized that they were in trouble and they sent the ark to Akron. In 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 11, it says, So they sent and gathered together all the laws of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it go back to its own place so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a daily destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. The people of Akron were quick to realize the trouble that they were in, but the destruction had already come just by the presence of the ark in their city. You cannot take what is of God when he is not your God and think that all shall be well with you. Even the name of the Lord shall not be used in vain. Praise the name of Jesus. May the hand of the Lord behave against your enemies today. May those who despise your God be ravished like the Philistines. 
And remember that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age. The people of Akron met and decided to send the ark back to Israel. Since they still did not understand that there are no gods, they made little tumors and rats of gold and sent them as trespass offering. They made a new cart, took two milk cows and sent the ark away, no one guiding the cows. This was a point of defeat for the Philistines, praise the Lord. They acknowledged that the God they thought was in the ark was actually more powerful than their God. They acknowledged that God cannot be helped, so they sent the cows away. God directed the cows on the way they should go. As the Philistines watched, the ark went on its way to the territory of Israel, praise the name of the Lord. They sent the ark away with a trespass offering. He was not their God but they had trespassed against him. The ark reached Beth Shemesh, and the people made a sacrifice to the Lord rejoicing at receiving the ark. However, the Lord struck them because they looked inside the ark. These were his own people. They had forgotten how they were supposed to handle the ark of the covenant, and God did not spare them. The ark was to be handled by the Levites, the Kohatites only, and they were to carry it on their shoulders using poles, not touching it. This was the law given to Moses. The ark was to be handled with reverence, preserving its holiness. God even killed Uzzah, who touched the ark when he thought it was about to fall. You cannot help God. You cannot disregard the law because you think God cannot help himself. God is not Dagon, who just falls on his face and cannot raise itself. The Old Testament always brings to mind how holy God is. The response of God towards even what looks like minute should bring us to our knees, acknowledging how holy God is. Today, God is taken for granted, unfortunately. If God could do this to the people who took the ark for granted, what about us today? Where is the dwelling place of God today? In 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 to 17, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. If God is in us today, dwelling inside of us, are we acknowledging his presence? Where are we taking God today? When you go to a witch doctor and you say you are born again and you are the temple of God, are you not doing like the Philistines putting God alongside your gods, the spirits that are used by the witch doctors? Can the gods in that place stand head to head with God? No, child of God. The water and the oil would run dry, but God remains. The well that never runs dry is our God. The bottle will be broken like Dagon, but God remains standing, holy and full of power. The witch doctors die. The traditional healer dies also. The pastor and the prophet dies also. But Jesus is alive forever. You shall not have no other gods, not even deputies. You shall not make any image and worship it. You shall not put your trust and reverence to a thing and a man. When you place your reverence on men, putting emphasis on what men can do for you, you are trying to replace God. You cannot ascribe praise to a human being alongside God. Great men of God that did many great things by the hand of God acknowledged the power of God. Catherine Kuhlman used to say, If you can live and die and have not met her, you have not missed a thing. Many people were healed, and Catherine Kuhlman always emphasized 
that she died many times over so the people should see the hand of God, not Catherine. You cannot put your trust in men. Man is a signpost pointing you to Jesus. After man has pointed you to Jesus, you cannot remain there at the signpost. You ought to move towards Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. You ought to seek the presence of God and not the signpost. It says in Isaiah 45 verse 5, I am the Lord and there is no other. There is no other God besides me. People died for taking the ark of the Lord for granted. They did not know him. How could they want to have the ark that symbolized his presence? If you take the temple of God, which is yourself, into a place where they are worshipping other gods, are you saying that God must go there and worship together with you because you are the temple of God? People died for touching the ark. You are the temple. How many things are touching you? The temple of God. He dwells inside of you and you take things and give to people and they revere them as if it is God. When did he move out of you, his temple, into the bottle where there is water or oil? Think about what God did to Israel, dragging his glory to battle without fixing their relationship with him. You want God to heal you only, but you will not obey his word when he tells you about your sin. The sin that is in the pulpit today is disheartening. Pastors continue sleeping with girls in church, raping girls and boys, and taking the pulpit and calling on the name of the Lord. Is it God inside of you or the devil? Eli lost his sons just because he did not rebuke them. Today people will say, do not judge me. No, people of God. Let us talk about these things. The temple of God is holy. The dwelling place of the Lord is holy ground. Search within you. May the Lord help us to hear his rebuke. May the Lord help us to repent of our sins and trespasses. May we not call on the name of the Lord in vain. May we not drag God into our issues when we do not want to acknowledge him. May we not decimate the temple of God, taking it to filthy places, doing filthy things, and bringing shame to the gospel. Inside of you is God, who does not tolerate Dagon standing next to him. Do not go near anything that wants to take the place of God. Him alone is God, cannot be compared to anyone. He is not parallel to anyone. You will be defeated, child of God. Wearing the t-shirt, having the water and the oil. You'll be defeated holding the picture that you think is going to protect you because you think that there is a picture that can walk and run and stand parallel to God. Learn from Dagon. God has no parallel. Let your trust, your reverence, your praise, your worship be to the one and only Almighty God. If God were to treat us like he did with Uzzah and the people of Beth Shemesh, we would all perish. Seek the presence of God always and be sure to ascribe glory and honor to him only. Do not remember God only when you see trouble. Do not remember to drag God into your issues only because you want him to do something for you. God is worthy of your worship all the time. Him only. Not the human being. Not the man at the pulpit. Not the water. Not the oil. Not the stickers. Not the t-shirt. Not the wristband. Not the sculpture. Nothing, not the drawing, just God. He is spirit. And those that worship him shall worship him in spirit and in truth. Let Jesus and him only be Lord over your life. Let Jesus reign in your heart and in your life. Let him only, no one else but him. The good thing about Jesus is when he did certain things, miracles, signs and wonders, he did not repeat things over and over again. 
Today, because God has used you to heal somebody using this specific thing, you want to make it a principle as if God can be boxed and you can decide that God, this is the way you heal people and the only way. Let God be God in your life. He has no parallel. He has no one that can be compared to him. Let's learn this lesson. Dagon is no God. The t-shirt is no God. The picture is no God. The man of God is not God. Only God alone, and only him, is worthy to be praised. Only him. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.